You are listening to the Unapologetically Speaking Podcast, where hosts Jamie and Elisha will speak on some of the most pressing issues concerning women. They will share their unapologetic experiences and how they've journeyed through defining moments. Jamie and Elisha's vibrant personalities and charming intellect will make you laugh, cry, and contemplate life's toughest decisions and inspire you to live a life of standards, free from compromise, and unnecessary detours. Hello, ladies. It's Jamie, your co-host of Unapologetically Speaking, and I'm so delighted to bring you another installment from our series, The Evolution Unbecoming. And just like our title this week, here at Unapologetically Speaking, we are evolving. For those of you who are late to the party, my co-host, sister friend, and unapologetic partner, Alicia Hill, and I decided to change up our format to connect with you our girlfriends, in a more intimate and personal way. So here's how it works. We will alternate weeks and take turns sharing our own personal stories, feelings, and insights on topics that you can relate to as women. Now, don't be alarmed, ladies. Alicia and I will also come together at least once a month with our normal shenanigans and share our collective thoughts about specific issues pertaining to women. Last week, Alicia had an opportunity to share her unbecoming story. And listen, if you haven't had an opportunity to hear her segment, you are missing out. I encourage you to circle back around to hear her powerful message. This week, we are continuing our unbecoming conversation. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, ladies, it's about to get real. Today, I want to share my whole heart and mind on a topic that is near and dear to me. When I think about my process of unbecoming, my journey has everything to do with coming to the realization that I am enough. Thinking about my past, I had to grow up fast. And as a young lady, my stepfather had passed away My mother was not in the best health, and all of our family lived in another state, so there wasn't much support available. Needless to say, I've seen a lot and experienced a lot. And what I've learned from fortunate and unfortunate life circumstances is that I am enough. But what does that even really mean? Well, today... I want to break it down for you, and hopefully you will walk away from this episode with a greater appreciation for yourself, because you are enough. For years, I struggled with the notion of being enough, and I must admit, I've uttered the statement many times before I truly bought into the fact that I am enough. But isn't this the beauty of being enough? Having the confidence that even though you have yet to figure out what most people claim to have figured out, that you are still, in fact, enough. 
I found myself recently reflecting on my own journey of self-appreciation and love. And through many ups and downs, I've concluded that, you know what? Who I am is good. I am worthy. I am valuable. And most importantly, I was uniquely created and destined to leave my footprint on this universe in a way that no other person can replicate. Now, don't get me wrong. Developing this mindset was not easy. And some days keeping it poses a real challenge. The challenges I faced had everything to do with my concern about what other people thought of me. Did I look right? Talk right? Dress right? It was truly exhausting. And then one day I realized, no matter how hard I worked to please others, someone would always find issue with me. Others will have opinions, some good and some not so good. And so through the challenges and dealing with the expectations of others, I've learned a few things. I've learned to love myself unconditionally. I've also learned the importance of keeping negativity at bay. And I've learned that when others take issue with me, especially when I've identified my only crime is simply existing, that it's really a deflection of one's insecurities and inadequacies. And so with all that I've learned over the years, in order to keep myself honest and sane, I've made my own personal list of declarations to live by. And today I'd like to share that list with you in hopes that it might encourage you and cause you to think about some declarations that you'd like to live by. So let's get started. Declaration number one, I will live life without regrets. I've learned that fear is a good thing. It's actually a conduit for success. When I'm feeling fearful, for me, it's an indication, uh, a green light, so to speak. It means that I should do the thing that I'm fearful of doing. And when I'm struggling to do the thing that I'm fearful of doing, then that's when I grab onto this thing called faith. Because I've also learned that faith is the driving force that helps me to overcome my fears. Declaration number two. I will forgive and quickly. I don't know about you, but when I'm angry with someone, it consumes me. And let's face it. It's a waste of time, energy, and it's extremely unproductive. A few years ago, I went through a healing process and one major takeaway for me was to forcefully forgive offenses. There is no way to live in abundance when you carry resentment and baggage from your past. If you feel stuck and can't seem to move forward in life, then sis, you have some forgiving to do. Forcefully forgiving is also 
my accountability mechanism. So when I go through my process of forgiving something, which for me usually consists of prayer, reflection, and journaling, I often take time to consider what role I have played in the situation. You see, it's so important for me to own my own junk because just as important as it is for me to forgive others, it's also important for me to forgive myself. And so what I've realized is that personal accountability plays a huge role in me living in that space of abundance, abundance that I've forgiven myself and abundance in the space that I've forgiven others as well. Declaration number three, I will speak the truth in love. So there's nothing fake and phony about me. Here on Unapologetically Speaking, we often talk about the importance of authenticity. If someone asks me my thoughts on an issue, or if I need to address something, it's so important that I do it with a pure heart and in a loving manner. But additionally, it's also about integrity and having the the courage to deliver the tough messages. Speaking the truth in love has everything to do with us as women finding our voice, using our voice, and also making sure that we're doing it in love. Declaration number four. I will face my challenges and obstacles head on. I hate to sweep things under the rug and I don't do well with elephants in the room. If I can't face it and deal with it, then the reality is it becomes a burden. Burdens are heavy and weighs us down. That's where the term bag lady comes from. As unapologetic leaders, it's important that we don't allow things to fester. When things fester, it's hard to get to the root of a problem. We no longer know where the issue originated and therefore lose sight of what we're solving for. Overcoming problems and overcoming adversity has, er- has everything to do with living in abundance, being successful, and knowing that we are enough. And although it may be difficult at times, and it may not be comfortable, I promise you, it's absolutely necessary and healthy. And last, but certainly not least, declaration number five. I will not carry the junk of others. Have you ever met a person who tried to make their issues your issues? We've talked about burdens and how they are heavy. But what about the burdens of others? Word to the wise. If it's not your issue, don't own it. It's so important that we really take time to look at circumstances and situations and understand our role in it, but then also understand the role of others. As we understand our role, we can take accountability, we can own it, we can make good with ourselves, 
we can make good with others, but then we can also encourage others to make good with themselves and the parts that they played and the things that they need to own. It's all about accountability and ownership. And when that occurs, we begin to believe and walk in the fact that we are enough. Too often we hear others use the phrase, you are enough. And yes, I agree, you are enough. But today, I challenge you to view the idea of being enough slightly different. Being enough is less about forcing everyone to accept you, bad flaws and all. And it's more about getting in touch with the essence of who you are as a woman. It's more about letting your inner goodness rise to the occasion time and time again. To the point where you are above reproach. Not perfect, but above reproach. What I mean is your behavior is so appropriate and reasonable that it's hard for others to find fault in you. Now, I'll admit this is much easier said than done, but it's a great measuring tool and litmus test for your continuous growth and development. My journey to knowing that I am enough has everything to do with the internal work that I'm willing to do within myself. The self-work is what gives me the confidence to scream from the mountaintop, I am enough. And although you are enough, you'll believe you are enough, you'll walk in the fact that you are enough when you tap into the best parts of you and then share the best parts of you. Remember the five declarations I shared with you. Live without regrets. Forgive quickly. Speak the truth in love. Face challenges head on and refuse to carry the mess of others. When you start to do these things, you'll walk in boldness and you'll know you are enough. Hopefully, these five declarations will be a starting point for you finding yourself and identifying why you're enough and how you plan to walk in it each and every day. Well, that's all I have for you today, ladies. It truly has been a joy and a pleasure pleasure to share my thoughts with you. Now, of course, in like manner, as I sign off, I want you to remember to be bold, be courageous, and most definitely be unapologetic.